Welcome to the Rise Up Fitness Podcast, broadcast from sunny Santa Barbara, California. We're here to go back to the facts, educate you in health and fitness, and help you rise up to your full potential. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Rise Up SD. Another day, another pod. Another podcast. Another cast. We're about to get a little technical on you today. We've been doing some more lighthearted things, so we thought we'd get back to some So we facts. thought we would really bring it back to just lecturing you about Lecturing you, you and you being about. like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Is that what they're going to say? What? So um, this one's a kind of a cool topic I actually really like because <laughs> it's something that we don't think about a lot in the context, but it's something that all of us experience. Okay. So. Okay. So let me just phrase this before I get into the the uh, science behind it, let's say. But the idea is, is what causes you to slow down or stop or not want to finish that exercise or say I'm at my limit or do it? Like what what is it? Right? You mean in any exercise? No. Yes, any exercise. I'm lifting weights. What is it that decides that you decide 10 curls is the most I can do, 11 is the most I can do? Or if you're on the bike – you know, 200 watts is the most I can hold for one minute and then I start to fade off and I'm dying, right? Is okay, that so what, really it? What makes you stop? Is it your body or your brain basically? Yeah, what what is it that makes you stop? And a lot of us would like to sit back and like to, you know, think about like, well, that's the maximum that my body can handle. And that's an okay explanation. I understand that. And that's what my body can do right now. And that could be your fitness level. That could be how many years you've trained. That could be a lot of factors, right? That could be maybe you have an injury, right? Mm-hmm. It could be a lot of factors, what my body is able to do. Correct. And a that lot of times one we, limiting factor. Right. And a lot of times we like to just put it on our, on our bodies or, you know, for that example as well, you know, you can take into account, well, I just didn't really want to do it today and I wasn't feeling it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and I just, or kinda, sometimes you just, Kind of stop and you don't really think about why you stopped. Exactly. You just kind of do. And then stop, you're like, well, I right? had to. And you're, if you ask yourself the question, well, why did I actually stop just now? Right. You so, might not be able to answer it. You might be like, well, I correct. just did. So yeah. if I walked over to you and you had finished something and I said, why did you stop? You would, why did you stop? You would either say, I was tired. That's the most I can do. Or you would just kind of look like a little blank. I, I don't know. I just stopped. Right. Yeah. So why does our body stop? Now, we would love to believe that our body has been worked to failure, but that's really not the case at all. That's quite difficult to do. Quite difficult. Now, mm-hmm. if you're on the bike and you say my maximum I can go is 200 watts for two minutes and you're holding 200 watts and you're there and you're there and you're there and all of a sudden you, you fall off. Or I say to you, you're in the bike and you're going 200 watts and I say, you know what? If you hold it for three minutes, I'll give you $1,000, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, you something kicks in in your mind that's like, okay, can I do this? And you might not be able to. That's a possibility. Mm -hmm. There's a physical limit to what we can do. I'm not saying that. Right. But a lot of us would kick it into gear. So if I said, you know, what my maximum is, and then you said, oh, I'm going to literally hand you $1,000 cash before you walk out the door, if you can hold that 200 watts for another minute, most people, if their limit is two minutes, they're going to find a way to do that extra minute. Mm -hmm. So where does that come from? It's obviously a mental side. Right. Which is something that I think that we've all experienced with lots of different activities. You know, Definitely we're relating it to exercise, but there are things where you muscle through something because you have to in one instance or because it matters more to you than it does other times in some instances. And he, but then yeah. you want to replicate that. Like kind of like if you run because a bear's chasing you, yeah. right? You well, probably will run the fastest and longest that you have ever run in your life. Could you technically achieve that? Could your body do that any other day? Yes. You don't need to. Right. But 
okay, so what's actually stopping you another day? So that's the analogy I like to use is, is Although like, adrenaline how do you, is a thing, people but, want, like you to know. tell me what their max heart rate is and what they like to, what I like to say is that's the max heart rate that you've seen. And you can't really find a max heart rate because of a bear chasing. If you're literally running for your life, you're not stopping to think, actually, my quads are burning. Man, this is uncomfortable. I'm breathing hard. True. And there's I want to like, be like at the I beach said. right now. I want to be drinking a beer. That's not going through your own. Your mind is literally in survival mode. Well, right? and that, yeah. And like I said, there are other things happening. You're excreting different kinds of hormones and, hormones and chemicals that are allowing you Absolutely. to tap into that. But and for so, the sake of comparison. So most of us have not been chased by a bear, but most of us have been in that situation if you before. Have, please tell like, us. We'd if, love to have you on the podcast. Like, yeah, no, exactly. I'll give you another example. A lot of us have done this. Like we lose a kid, right? If you have children or you have that momentary panic and all of like a sudden- Like you lose one in a store? Yeah, in a okay. store, not not for a long period of time. You, you're not, they're not in your sight or you're at the beach or you're whatever. And all of a sudden you look around and you can't find your child. And now you're running around frantically mm-hmm. trying to find them. You're not thinking about, am I out of breath? Uh, are my legs hurting? I should slow down. Right. You're, all you can think about is let me find that child, right? Mm-hmm. Or let me get out of this dangerous situation. So- now, to make it a little bit more complex is – so I'm telling you is that you can probably go harder than you think you can, right? Right, or or longer or – Or longer, okay? Yeah. But there is some physical limit, okay? If I held $1,000 in front of your face and said you need to hold 500 watts on the bike for 20 minutes – No Unless way. you're a professional. Yeah. No way. I don't care how much money I wave in front of you. Your body physically won't be able to do it. Right. Okay? But with that being said is you're not able to actually – Push your body to the physical limit. If you were, you would push your body to the absolute limit where you would literally hold that 500 watts until you died. Okay? Mm-hmm. So your body and your brain, your, I should say your brain protects your body. Right. Okay. So you've heard. Yeah, this that's is, your, that's this your is lizard a, brain's job. Right. And this, yep. And this is a kind of a big myth that people like think like, oh, cardiovascular fitness where you get your heart rate up is really, really, really bad. Have you ever heard anyone who doesn't have an outstanding cardiac or some other condition that was able to work out so hard that they either had a heart attack or had a sore chest. If you were able to push your heart to the point where it was actually doing damage, just like your quads, just like your glutes, just like your biceps, it would get sore and you would feel heart soreness. We don't ever, That's we're a crazy not, thought. it's a crazy thought, but it's a muscle. It has nerves. We're not able to push our heart rate high enough, long enough, unless we go through something like a heart attack and you will have chest pains during a heart attack because your, your heart is actually getting sore Mm-hmm. That's what's happening, or you're feeling pain because that muscle's being worked, and then it's sore for days after or when you have a heart attack, and it's, not, and it's yeah, cramping it's or not, whatever it yeah. is. But in physical exercise, you're not able to do that. And I look at people and say, if exercise were dangerous, you would see the best athletes in the world, the best Olympic athletes, the one that can push themselves the most. Just they would literally finish dying. a five k, yeah. and they'd keel over on the track, and they would die. And no one's ever seen that or we wouldn't be safe to participate in those kind of sports. Right, and that's not to say that if you're somebody who's not training for like per se, like a 50 mile run. If you just decide to go out and run 50 miles, you could do yourself very serious physical damage. Yes. But the idea that I'm talking specifically about a yeah, high heart is, rate. Right. So okay. that, but the idea that you, you know, if you decide to do jumping jacks, you know, until you explode your heart, like it's not going to happen. You can't do it. Right. And so part of that is the mental of like, I'm giving up before I really have to, like you can do more. Like the example of, if I wave a thousand dollars in front of your face and say, do 10 more jumping jacks, you'll be able to do that. And part of it is your brain shutting your body down. So you, this is the other thing is you've got to understand part of this is conscious, meaning I'm just lazy, not lazy, not but, lazy I'm, but I'm, I'm just going to stop. 
or I've or even like I feel like I can't do this. I feel like I can't do and this, you, and like, I'm going to stop. Exactly, which is definitely something that I, I I mean, you're talking about the bike. I would I would say I definitely when you're saying this, I think about running because there are times when I'm running when I'm out for a run where. I do. I, I'm running. I and just I'm running, can't go anymore. And I just stop. And I go in my head. I'm like, oh, I, I like. I can't run that. I can't keep running that that far. Like, I and have if you to turned stop around and, and that rattlesnake was snapping at you, you I bet I could run. Yeah, yeah, bet you could. Pick and, it up. and just like there, you know, when you think about your, and again, back back to me, my different mental states, different days that I run, it really does affect. Oh, if absolutely. I'm feeling good, yep. I'm like I am on fire. And then another day, I'm like I can't even make it half of what I did yesterday. Right. You know, what gives? Yeah. Okay. So bear with me now. So some of that's mental and Mm -hmm. we understand that. And the more you train, the more mentally tough you become and the more your body adapts. And part of that is something that is what I call is whether you're consciously or unconsciously quitting. And you've seen this, right? We've all seen an athlete that's pushed themselves to the point where they collapse and they can't get up and they can't move. Right. Are they in danger of actually doing physical damage to their heart and their body? No, they are actually far from it. But what their brain has said is, you are pushing your body to the point where you could potentially do long-term damage to your organs, to your muscles. So I'm just going to I'm going to pull you, you to from stop. this race. I'm going to pull you from this race. And we've all seen that person that almost looks like they're drunk. They've pushed themselves so hard and they can't even stand up, right? Yeah. And they have to be pulled off by the medics or whatever. They put IV in them. The truth of the matter is, is that even though they've pushed themselves to the absolute limit that they can, their brain unconsciously shut their body down when their body could have done more. Yeah. Okay? It, it's kind of like a coach saying, we're going to draw the line before there's even your brain is saying, I don't danger. want long-term damage to your body. So I'm going to basically make your body collapse. Yeah. We're done. Right. So the, so what this is called is, um, Timothy Noakes labeled this. And if you are interested, the lore of running is a huge book. It's like a yeah, Bible. So this was kind of the inspiration. For yeah. This conversation. He's a great, he's very, very intriguing. He's an endurance athlete and he's an MD and a PhD and he's done a lot of research. And I love his book. It's very, academic and it's very dense but every single thing he cites has had every single thing he writes everything he writes is cited on a study Mm -hmm. so he doesn't doesn't just make the thing up say this is what i believe this is excuse me what i think he says this is based on this thing so what he labels as a central governing theory is is that exactly what i explained your brain is going to shut your body down before you can do long-term damage now the real question is is as you maybe you're talented as a runner but how do you push yourself to that level and how do you get yourself to have your brain understand you're not in real physical harm and I'm going to allow your, uh, your have your brain unconsciously, not consciously, because a lot of – if you're talking about the best marathons in the world, they can push themselves mentally very hard. Mm-hmm. How do you allow your brain to unconsciously allow your body to do more work to get more towards your maximum performance? Right. So for, for a lay person like myself – so somebody like I'm not training for an Olympic marathon, right? Mm-hmm. My, my livelihood, my every goal in life doesn't, you know, rely on me being able to do correct something, but I do have goals in, in physical fitness and running and working out and dance, all these other things that I love to do that matter to me. So for me, this would apply in a way to not only beat and kind of like beat that, not be, you know, like achieve above what the part of my brain that consciously is like. I don't feel good. I don't want to do this. Like train that part to be able to push myself better, but also to train the unconscious mm-hmm. part that sort of stops me when I'm not even thinking about stopping. Right. So there's two parts to exactly what you said. So the first part is, is that um, how do you train your conscious? Like how do you become more mentally tough? We hear that right. a lot. That's the yeah. easiest way to say it. Yeah. 
And the truth of the matter is there's a lot of ways to do that. And we can talk about that in a whole separate podcast. Yeah. Um, but One it's more psychological. One of the ways, I think, is by being surrounded by people who are also working hard. Correct. Or yeah, having a goal. Mentality. Or having the fear of I have to run a marathon that I have on my schedule. Or there's lots of things. Right. So so the the psychology of that is far different. So that's a whole podcast in itself. So there's ways that you can become more mentally tough to help yourself achieve your goals. Okay? Right. So we're not getting into that. So we all, I think we all agree or can understand that, right? Yeah. You can we, become we, more mentally tough. We've all been there tough. where you, you quit before you really should have or wanted to. Right. Right. We've all done that. And sometimes just as a reminder, it happens. If it happens once in a while, yeah, it's okay. don't beat yourself up. It We've happens everyone. It happens to me. Happens and to if Eddie, it happens, happens to Emily. Exactly. Wait, has it ever happened to Emily? I don't know. Oh, we don't know. Unclear. But if it happens all the time, then this could be something that really like is, it's not a bad thing. It's an opportunity to grow. To improve. Yeah. yeah. So the more interesting thing is the un- subconscious. They don't really understand it well. And that's the thing is that they can look at it and say, we know this exists where do, your brain's going to shut do, it down. Do, 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 do. But we don't know that much about why your brain decides. What they do know our is Our brains that are very, are not very well understood. Our brains and our whole bodies and our amazing. whole biochemistry. Yeah. They understand a lot, but there's a lot they don't understand. It's not very well understood why and when your brain decides to shut, essentially shut your body down. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you see this a lot into an Ironman. You see people lose control of bowel movements and everything else and they're able to push charming. themselves hard. It's charming. But uh, yeah. So um, so what can you do? Well, the key is, is that the more times you put your body in a stressful situation, the more it adapts. Right. That's It's just very that simple. And I, I could get into you know complex details, but the gist of it is if you're training for uh, 10K and you need to run this pace, you need to get your body adapted to understanding that the pace that you want to run is acceptable and your body doesn't need to shut down. You're not really in grave danger. Right. So athletes that train at high intensities often multiple times a week and do it on a regular basis for lots of years, their brain su- unconsciously, not consciously, unconsciously understands that this is a normal thing in my life and that it's I'm not in grave danger and I'm not about to die and I'm not. I, you don't need to shut down. Right. So think about the first few times you came to rise up versus six months after you started versus a year after you started, there are things that changed in your brain and in your body that perhaps you were aware of. And also things that you probably weren't aware of. And this is a good analogy too. Like when you come in and if you've really, if you really push yourself in the beginning, you walk out, you may feel wrecked for hours after or the rest of the day or the next day, right? Or the next three days or whatever it is. Right. And now I tell people is that every time you come in the gym, it's going to be hard. No matter how good you get, you'll talk to the best the people that are the most yep. fit and the best in the gym. They are probably working harder than you in the gym during the class because they know how to push themselves. The difference is, is that they walk out of class 15 minutes later, it, they're like on with their day. There's They don't have these adverse effects that last a long period of time and it, and because their body from, has yep. adapted and yep. time Putting and doing it again exactly. and again and again and again. Yeah. So yep. that's, it's funny. That's what people, people ask me that all the time is when does it get easier? You know, I Eating watch, class doesn't get easier. Yeah, the recovery, like, the thing, get, that's yeah, what gets that. People say, easier. when do you get, when does it get easier? When will I be like Kyle or Emily and they're just holding these numbers and it doesn't even look hard. And I'm like, it's hard. That is the number one thing. Well, it is still hard, but you get better at it and your body gets yeah. better at recovering. What I would like to be able to do is in a workout is put you inside my body for, you know, 10 minutes of a workout and understand what you on a hard workout and understand that what does it the, actually the, feel like? What does it actually yeah. feel like? And it probably feels harder almost than what you're doing in a workout if you're newer to exercise. Well, that's not very fair. It's not very fair, but the difference is, is that so I push I we are able to push ourselves harder in workouts and suffer more in workouts. The difference is is that it doesn't have those long term effects. I can walk out and in 
I, you know, take a sip of water, I eat something small. And in 15 minutes, I don't even, nothing, I feel completely normal. And that's because I've done this again and again and again and again. So, right. so it, it's just your, your body really is amazing and right. everybody's body is amazing. And there's capability there that maybe, you know, yeah. maybe you are aware of and maybe you're not. Everybody's at a different yeah. place. But so again, know. it's called the central governing theory. It's extremely interesting. It's understood somewhat and it's not totally understood. So go to the lore of running. It's a great book if you want to get it, if, especially if you're like reading kind of, you know, dense academic books. It's fascinating. You don't have to read the entire thing. You can read chapters at a time and it's not. It's not like a book that you have to read cover to cover to right. get you the whole story. You can read a chapter around. and that chapter is like a unique chapter that even if you read chapter four, just chapter four, it would be complete and understanding. You don't have to read the whole thing. Right. So you don't, don't you get, don't have to, you can don't get around. scared away by the size. Anyways. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you guys. Um, hopefully you liked that. I know it was a little technical today, but hopefully it kind of made you think a little bit differently about what your workouts are and how you deal. Yeah. What your workouts are and kind of the, the, the world of possibility that you have your body, yeah. you know, I, and I'm, Absolutely. Um, I won't say guilty of it, but I do deal with it often where I, I box myself into something and say, well, this is just, I've, I've reached my limit. I can't do anymore. And I think that it's up to you to decide exactly what you want to do and how you want to do it. But if you want to expand in any way, especially in your fitness, you, you can do it. Absolutely. You know? And yep. we're here to help you too. Absolutely. Hopefully, you know, podcasts, rise best deal, that good stuff. But yeah. If you guys have specific questions too, we'd love to help you. Absolutely. All right. Thank you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.